Hello and thank you for tuning in. I'm Ammo, your current affairs BFF, and you're listening to But Are You Listening? where we talk all things UK current affairs. We speak our truths on the news, MPs, policies, and the public scandals that seem to come along with them. And oh darling, public scandals there are. And the question this episode is, whether it's pronounced Bojo or Blojo. Think about Brexit. What, what's that? Black lives have always mattered. I want you to pass me up. Many people have asked if I'm okay. Women to go home, to go back to where I came from. That was embedded in racism. What is it going to take for the MPs to sit down and say something's going to Stay at home, protect our NHS and save lives. The British people have spoken and the answer is we're out. Where do we start? And at the same time, it looks like things are coming to an end. And so let me relinquish the anguish you may be feeling about whether it's Bojo or Blojo. And it seems, alas, it is Bojo. A senior number 10 source has denied the allegations that Northern Ireland Minister Connor Burns, who raised concerns with colleagues that he had found the couple Boris Johnson and Carrie in a flagrante delicto, which for us simpletons seems to insinuate as Bojo was getting a blowjo. And this was back in 2018, before their relationship was public. And Boris Johnson was foreign secretary back then. The number 10 source continued to say the allegations were sordid and untrue. Listen, number 10 spokesperson or not, I think he did it. It may have not been when Minister Connor Burns was about whatever, but there is honestly no fire without smoke. And if we are to recall his actions during his time as foreign secretary, I remember he was pretty shambolic. Can't remember the details, but I'm pretty sure he did a poor job. And I even think there were international diplomats who commented or at least insinuated he was a rubbish foreign secretary. And so perhaps now we have an answer to that question as to why he was so bad. He was just entertaining his side gal. He saw the FCDO. He must have this fancy swanky office. That's what he was doing. He was entertaining his missus. You know, should we try and find solace in that? Not sure if that's appropriate. Was he actually acting in the interest of the country? No, but technically... She was a member of the public, but I am calling it, whether it was in that instance or not, I think Bojo got a blowjo up in the FCDO. And he probably has also got one at number 10. And I just need to say, things must be a brewing. Because in the patriarchal society that we live in, if this was normal times, it would have been an absolute annihilation of Carrie by the media. She would have been called every name under the sun. And yet, the media chose to attack Johnson. Could we take this as a silver lining? 
Is this a show of us moving towards a fair and progressive society that actually blames the man with power for taking advantage of his position? Or is this a show of how the winds are changing for Boris Johnson? And the question that is on my mind then is who leaked this story? It just seems slightly tactful. You know, with Oliver Downden resigning and further resignations, which we'll talk about later in the episode, it seems a coup is a brewing and this may have been a tactic because Johnson cannot take another hit. These claims come swiftly after it was alleged that Boris Johnson attempted to secure a senior role for his then-girlfriend Carrie Johnson, which would have cost the taxpayer a hundred thousand pounds a year for the chief of staff job at the foreign office in 2019. It was also claimed earlier that an attempt was made to secure Carrie Johnson a role within the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's charity but the idea was later abandoned because it would have definitely seemed shady for the prime minister's then fiance to work with the royals. And coming back to the chief of staff job when Boris Johnson was pressed at PMQs Johnson was real quick to dodge that bullet listen to what he had to say. Prime Minister, have, has he ever considered the appointment of his current spouse to a government post or to any organisation yes. in one of the royal households? Be honest, Prime Minister, yes or no? Yes or no? Yeah. Mr Speaker, I, I know why the, uh, the party opposite wants to talk about uh, non-existent jobs uh, in, the, in the media, Mr Speaker, because they don't want to talk about what's going on in the real world. I'm proud to say, actually, uh, that we now have 620,000 people more in payroll employment uh, than before the pandemic began, which would never have been possible if we listened to the right on the German opposite. Yeah, he dodged that better than Neo in the damn matrix. So you know it must be true, and there's definitely some damning evidence that is circling around the civil service. But jokes aside, I do think it's just another show of how dishonest he is and how he is kind of leading the way to what we know what can be wrong with politics and people being in politics and abusing their power you know, being able to use their power to get what they want, whether that being purely for nepotism, as we know, for like family or friends, or nepotism for the sake of your missus. And the thing is, it's not even missus, because these supposed correspondence and allegations of kind of the timeline of it were in 2019. And Johnson only got a divorce in 2020. So this was nepotism, for the side misses. With respect, obviously, she is now his wife. And let's not just sit here in our ignorance and say that we're not all aware that this goes on. And of course, this is something we shouldn't accept. But it's this idea that it's being so blatantly done by our now Prime Minister. And it's like what Ian Blackford, you know, the leader of the SNP in the House of Commons said when he said that the fish rots from the head when he was referring to Johnson's denials of Partygate. 
it's just another show of how we're being lied to and how there seems to be one rule for all of us and how we make it in this world and another rule for them. And it just, you know what, it's interesting. I think this is actually what happens when people are chosen based on their character. You know, I don't think anyone thinks Boris Johnson is the smartest person in government. But I think the strategy that Conservatives went by when they elected him as the uh, Prime Ministerial candidate was that he, you know, possibly is like the most, I won't say charismatic because that is a stretch and I think that gives him way too much credit but I feel he does have a character that some members of the public may respond well to just look at how people responded to Partygate some people like oh yeah but it's Johnson or you know it's just kind of a laugh they think he's a joke which the conservatives have been riding the coattail on but when you have someone in for their personality as opposed to their ability, their intellect, their principles, you're left with a person who is chosen because he's liked and probably worked his way up through favours and connections, which just ultimately leads to these shitty situations. Does that make sense? I just... I've always gotten this impression that Johnson is owed a lot of favours and likewise owes others for his position and it's probably the reason that he's PM, more so than actual merit. And so it's no surprise when you have these stories of him, you know, denying parties or using his position and connections to get his side gal, now wife, a job. And so to the Tories that voted for him to become Prime Minister after Theresa May, who, by the way, I feel she was treated like shit. And so her recent shady behaviour towards him, I just feel is well-deserved by her eye and do you, boo. But for those who did vote for Boris Johnson to become Prime Minister, you made your bed, darling. So now you have to sleep in it. This is what happens when you choose a person based on their personality as opposed to their actual integrity. But let me know what you think. Do you think that's a fair analysis? How did you feel when you heard that Johnson tried to get Carrie a top job? Were you shocked? Was it surprising? Did you even care? Is what it is. I'd like to know your views. So please do send your thoughts through to our Instagram, our Twitter, and now our TikTok page, um, or with the handle of But Are You Listening? The TikTok handle is But Are You Listening uh, UK. Or as always, you can send us your views via email at ButAreYouListening at gmail.com. Following on from unsurprising poor decisions made by Boris Johnson, we need to talk about Chris Pincher. And before proceeding with the discussion on this segment of the episode, I want to make a disclaimer that there will be references to allegations of sexual misconduct 
throughout the remainder of the episode, which I understand some may find triggering and distressing. And so I completely understand if you can't listen in and I'll catch you in the next episode. So Tory Deputy Chief Whip and the Conservative MP for Tamworth, Chris Pincher, recently resigned. You might have seen his resignation letter circulating in which he told the Prime Minister he drank far too much and embarrassed himself and other people. You know, le shock, a Tory MP living up too much, going too far, can't hold his drink. Not really shocked there. But as the headlines started to come out, there seemed to be more to this story and it became a lot more sinister. So it was said that Pincher attended an event for the Conservative Friends of Cyprus because apparently they have friends in Cyprus and it was held at the Carlton Club in Piccadilly. The Sun reported that Mr Pincher was actually accused of assaulting and by that it said he'd been drunkenly groping two fellow guests at the event. And then an investigation was taken by the Tory chief whip with actually a number of Tory MPs getting in contact with the whip's office to complain about Pincher's behaviour and kind of backing and pushing for the investigation. A Downing Street source at the time said following his resignation, i.e. Chris Pincher, as deputy chief whip, that he would actually not face further action from the party and would keep the whip meaning he would remain a Conservative MP. As in, they felt it was appropriate for him to continue representing constituents, to continue representing the public, because that's who they thought was an adequate person to represent the people and make decisions on their behalf. It's the fucking gumption and the gall to think that makes any sense. And so, you know what, Labour did actually call for Mr Pincher to be stripped of the whip and made a concerted effort to let it be known that they thought this was unacceptable. Side note, Keir Starmer was actually unhinged and unfiltered and he asked the PM at PMQs if he had ever referred to Chris Pincher as pincher by name and pincher by nature. Not sure if that's appropriate, but I can see how this could send someone in a tizzy. But listen, bestie, if not for our sanity, let's take a minute to kind of grapple with our thoughts. We need to take a pause here to really think why on earth would Boris Johnson choose to not remove the whip from Mr Pincher. If someone has said that they acted poorly and resigned from it and then people came out backing claims of sexual misconduct, you know, I said earlier I didn't think Johnson was the brightest bulb but I would have assumed he could have put two and two together. There is actually a disgusting answer to that question and the truth is it's because Boris Johnson puts more weight and care for winning an election than having any sense of morals because as you may remember 
The Tories have lost two seats in June from by-elections, as it seems the public is sick of the Tory mess. And so if Mr Pincher had the whip removed, this would trigger another by-election and it would pose a risk of another seat being lost by the Conservatives and it would add more fuel to the political fire for Mr Johnson to stand down. Yes, you've understood correctly, ladies, gents and non-binaries. Johnson was more concerned about potentially losing an election than the idea of having an MP who at the very least himself insinuated he really fucked up at a party, to which was followed up by allegations of sexual misconduct. Johnson must have been able to do the maths. I do not think he is that bloody dense. And yet his choice was to keep Mr Pincher as an MP. That is who is leading the country and setting an example in all aspects of life, let alone how to handle sexual misconduct allegations. But really, how could we possibly be surprised? Least we remind ourselves of Partygate. Or, more related, do we remember why there were two by-elections this year? Ah yes, because the Conservatives have way beyond a disgusting track record of sleaze and sexual misconduct. The Tiverton Haunton seat became vacant when Neil Parrish stepped down because he was watching porn in the House of Commons. And that's the least horrifying reason. The previous Wakefield MP the Conservative Imran Ahmed Khan quit after being found guilty of sexually assaulting a 15-year-old boy. He is now serving an 18-month jail sentence. These are the types of people who've been able to run our country, to represent us, and made us believe that their judgments were the right ones to lead this country. A side note, they did not get my vote, but I can't even judge someone who did vote for them because this isn't about choosing the right party for the sake of policies and whether they're right to better the country. No one, when they were casting their votes, should have to think, hmm, are these MPs just good people? Are they civilised people? that are going to represent me. That shouldn't even have to cross your mind. And yet, these are now the questions that people are potentially going to have to have in their mind when they're voting in the next election. Like, I now need to do a fact check. I need to run this person through some sort of system to make sure they're not, at the very least, a sleaze. And for those who think, oh, it's just two bad apples... Andrew Griffiths. In December 2021, in family proceedings, a high court judge concluded that the former Conservative minister raped his wife when she was asleep and subjected her to coercive control. He resigned from government as a business minister in July 2018 after sending 2,000 sexually explicit messages to constituents. In November 2000, 
2019. That is actually when he had stepped down as an MP. Charlie A. Fickle, the MP for Dover, was convicted and jailed in 2020 for sexually assaulting two women. His first victim described how he assaulted her and then chased her around his home, chanting, I'm a naughty Tory. Fucking disgusting. And I just don't think this is getting enough attention about this horrific culture in the... I just don't know where you find these people. And so when Boris Johnson allowed Mr. Pincher to continue on, even as a backbencher, it highlights how the Conservatives have little regard for the welfare of its constituents of the public and place higher regards for maintaining power for power's sake. A formal complaint was lodged with the Independent Complaints and Grievance Scheme, ICGS, who conduct external independent investigations against MPs, MP staff, staff of either houses, PDSs. Uh, They conduct external investigations against experiences of bullying, harassment and or sexual misconduct. After the complaint had been filed, it was only at this point a spokesperson for the Chief Whip, Chris Heaton-Harris, said the Prime Minister agreed that Mr Pincher should be suspended once the complaint had been made. And I just don't know about you, but it just, it was like, well, the damage has already been done. True colours had been shown. Like, obviously, I'm appreciative of it. Not even appreciative, like that should have been done long ago. And for some, perhaps, it was the last straw to jump off a sinking ship, or it was the perfect time to strike, or even both. Then, following after this, Chancellor Rishi Sunak and Health Secretary uh, Sadat Javis resigned from their governmental positions, saying they no longer have confidence in Boris Johnson to lead the country. The resignation came minutes after the PM apologised for appointing Chris Pincher to a governmental role because if the ordeal itself wasn't enough, a number 10 spokesman confirmed Mr Johnson was briefed about an investigation into Chris Pincher's inappropriate behaviour back in 2019. But do you now understand what I mean by Boris looking at ways to gain favours and owing people favours. It seems this was one of those situations, but it's just a question of how far would he go? And I say they because, let's face it, did we ever hear any complaints from any Tory MPs publicly about Chris Pincher's behaviour? back in 2019 like how many times have you had reference to the whips office and did we ever hear any Tory MP come out and say BT dubs we need to have Chris Pincher removed not only from the whips office but also as a backbencher does anyone recall that but I mean let's face it a core purpose of the whips office it seems to me anyway is to sort of have dirt on mps and not gonna lie i would personally love that job and so mps were probably scared of what would come out if they went up against the cheap 
the cheap whips office well by his behavior that's some cheap ass shit so going up against the chief whips office they would rather save themselves than do what's right by way of the public so i implore you please do not take the resignations of any tory mps as any sign of integrity or a fight for justice or any of that nonsense, because no one seemed to have say, said anything for a very long time, and their silence is just a show of being complicit until they thought it was becoming detrimental to their image. And if this is how these Tory MPs hold allegiance, if that's the extent they will back someone, it took this long, it's not, it's not something they should be proud of, or jump on their high horse for. For people who want to hear his apology, if that might seek closure, or is it an apology? I don't know. I'll let you work that one out. Here is what Johnson had to say when asked about knowing about Mr. Pinch's allegations of sexual misconduct back in 2019 with Sky News. Prime Minister, do you accept it was a grave error to appoint Chris Pincher to your government? Yes, I think it was a mistake and I apologise for uh, for it. I think in, in, in hindsight it was uh, the wrong thing to do. Uh, I apologise to everybody who's been uh, badly affected by it. And I just want to make absolutely clear that there's no place in this government for uh, anybody who uh, is predatory or who uh, abuses their position of power. Did you want to joke, though, pincher by name, pincher by nature? Well, what I can tell you is that uh, if I look at the background of this and why I regret it so much, is that uh, about three years ago, uh, there was a complaint made against uh, Chris Pincher in the Foreign Office. Uh, the complaint was, was uh, cleared up. He apologised. Uh, it was raised with me. Uh, in uh, orally, there was a. I was I was briefed on what had had happened, mm-hmm. and you know, if, if I had my time again, I would think back on it and uh, recognise that uh, he wasn't going to learn uh, any okay. lesson. He and he wasn't going to to change. I and, know that you didn't deny I, using I that phrase. That find solace that for Boris Johnson. What? what is the meaning of all this, Jackie? It's all over. Don't cry, don't beg. So yeah, let me know what you think. I know it got a bit heavy, but just breathe, take a minute. Just breathe in some fresh air. Um, please do get in touch with what you think from the top of the episode about Boris using his power to try and get his gal a position. What was your reaction to that? Were you surprised? Would it affect you? Did you feel anything about it? And then how did you feel about the handling of the Chris Pincher situation? I'm not even going to ask questions on how do you feel, you know, was it the right or wrong? I just want to know your instant reaction to it. And what do you think about the Tory MPs standing down uh, and resigning from their kind of top tier governmental positions following the Chris Pincher? Do you think they were actually trying to fight a good fight? They're maybe the good ones or were they just saving their backs? Let me know what you think. Please do contact us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle of But Are You Listening? You can now also find us on TikTok. 
with the handle of but are you listening uk and likewise you can just send me something via email it could be a scream voice note at this point because you're just so frustrated and you can send us um one through to our email at but are you listening at gmail.com as ever I, Ammo, have been your host bestie, these have been my personal views, and you've tuned into another episode of But Are You Listening? <laughs>